What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. So, you may have noticed this weekend, hell of my episodes started popping up again, because Acast was literally holding about 86 episodes of mine hostage. So, I finally said fuck it and just re-uploaded them. So, Word to the wise, if you ever decide to start a podcast, avoid a cast with all you can, because those motherfuckers are dirty. It literally took me hours to get some of this stuff up Saturday and Sunday, uh, but the majority of the episodes are back up, and even the older ones, if you like, go back, it seems they have started to work. So, Vanished in the Valley's entire library is finally accessible to everyone again. So go check it out. Uh, it looks like the Giants episode and the Adrenochrome Part 2 episode are in the lead right now. But yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. Fucking Bill Cosby somehow gets released from prison. Motherfucking rapist. How am I not surprised they let a rapist free from prison early as per usual. And we got this whole Delta variant Kabobo bullshit floating around. Just another excuse to lock everybody down again. We got a few things more to discuss, so let's get right into it. So first, I'm going to tell you about a missing five-year-old girl out of Tennessee. The parents of five-year-old Summer Wells apparently called 911 Hawkins County Sheriff's Department to report their daughter missing. And according to the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, a spokesperson is saying that the circumstances are unclear. But I just listened to a 911 call and the mother is stating that she went out for a walk and then came home and found her daughter was missing. It's not exactly clear what the conflicting reports are right now, but it is coming out that apparently her dad has been in trouble with the law before for domestic violence. So I'm not really sure, you guys. There's not a lot of information. This little girl went missing June 15th, and here we are two weeks later, and she's still gone. So if you have any information, you are urged to call Hawkins County Sheriff's Office at 423-272-7121 or the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations at 1-800-TBI-FIND. If we get more information, I will definitely update you, but I smell some fishy bullshit in this case, and I really hope the parents did not do something to this poor little kid. She's only five years old. So, we'll see what happens, and I will definitely keep you guys updated. So, what the fuck is up with Bill Cosby getting released on his rape charges? Well, apparently, it's all because a 2005 non-prosecution agreement with then-prosecutor Bruce L. Castor Jr. and Cosby was legally binding and granted Cosby lifetime immunity in Andrea Costin's 2004 sexual assault. Now, I am smelling payoff and some fishy bullshit. So, the district attorney, Castor, is saying that the agreement was entirely verbal and undocumented and claimed he made it with Cosby's then-attorney, Walter Phillips, who conveniently died in 2015. So despite having no record of the verbal agreement, this uh, court has just decided that Cosby can be free and he believed he had reasonable immunity when he testified in Costin's civil trial. So... 
In accordance with the advice of his attorneys, Cosby relied on D.A. Castor's public announcement that he would not be prosecuted. His reliance was reasonable, and it resulted in the deprivation of a fundamental constitutional right when he compelled to furnish self-incriminating testimony. Cosby reasonably relied upon Commonwealth decision for approximately 10 years. It sounds like such a bunch of rich people justice bullshit. So in 2018, Cosby was serving a three to 10 year sentence for sexually assaulting Costand at his home in 2004. The 2017 trial ended in a mistrial as a jury was unable to reach a verdict. At the second trial, prosecutors argued that the comedian had a penchant for drugging and raping unconscious women. At least 60 women have accused Cosby of sexual assault. This, is, to me, is just like a perfect, shining fucking example of how rich people have different justice than the normal people. And I seriously 100% believe some motherfuckers were paid off in this. I don't for a second believe there was some verbal agreement between Bill Cosby and a prosecutor giving him fucking lifetime immunity on rape. It's like 60 women have come forward and made accusations of sexual assault, being drugged, being raped by this fucked up pervert, but we're just going to let him out after what, like serving three years, just cancel all of that because somebody said they had a verbal agreement with him fucking hella years ago. It makes absolutely no sense. So I don't know. This fool is back out, but at least, I mean, the consolation prize in all of this is at least everybody knows this fucker is a rapist and hopefully he'll just have to sit at his house and slowly die. I'm sure he feels no guilt because he has refused to participate in any type of sexual predator rehabilitation. He's not even admitting he's a fucking rapist at this point. So yeah, he's free. I It's fucking disgusting, but like I said, it's not surprising so many times sexual predators either get a slap on the wrist, they get probation, they get their sentences cut by 75% because I believe our justice system does not think sexual assault is a serious crime. If they did, they would amend these statute of limitations, they would stop giving these slap on the wrist sentences to these perverts, and they would do something to try to protect the communities against these people instead of just continuously re-releasing them back out into the public for them to offend again. Fuck all that. Speaking of fuck all that, California, the lovely state that I live in, is now the first state to roll out the vaccine passport. But they're actually just calling it a vaccine verification record. The state's Department of Public Health and Technology unveiled the website last Friday, and it's basically letting users who verify their identities get a digital copy of their COVID-19 shot record. They're technically calling it the Digital COVID-19 Vaccine Record Portal. And what they're saying is the site is meant as a digital backup to the paper cards from the CDC that Americans receive when they get the COVID-19 shot. I think it's a bunch of bullshit, but what they're saying is it's providing Californians a way to view and save their own vaccine record. I think actually what it is, is a way to basically make it harder for people that are unvaccinated to participate in life. It's going to be the first steps of creating a second class population. 
fucking dictator Newsom has said the system does not constitute a vaccine passport that businesses could use to filter people who are not vaccinated. But California does mandate that businesses host a mass indoor gathering like a large concert or sporting event, verify that all entrants either have a recent negative COVID test or are vaccinated. So what about everybody that has antibodies because they were actually infected with the disease prior? I guess that shit doesn't count. Science, you know? There are some states like Arizona and Florida and Texas that have issued executive orders demanding that no business can demand to see if a customer has been vaccinated. New York is the only state that has an official app called Excelsior Pass that's tied to state vaccination database. Vaccinated residents can use it to verify their status to get into large venues. And it's basically, like I said, a fucking vaccine passport. So here we are. Conspiracy number 67 of last year coming true this year. It's fucking insanity. I'm just wondering what's the next, uh, <laughs> what's the next crazy conspiracy theory that we're going to find out is actually the fucking truth. So speaking of conspiracy theories, Everybody at this point should have heard about Bill Gates and his crazy-ass megalomaniac obsession with depopulating the fucking world. Well, he has found yet another way to try to, I guess, achieve this goal. Because now he's funding birth control microchip that lasts 16 years inside the body and can be turned on and off with a remote control. Oh my fucking god. So basically kind of how it works is the birth control microchip would hold nearly two decades worth of a hormone commonly used in contraceptives and dispense 30 micrograms a day. And of course this microchip implant will be implanted into women, not men. So, I don't know, Bill Gates really needs to get his ugly little grubby hands off all these fucking uteruses. And if he's so serious about world depopulation and population control, this motherfucker has three kids. So it's definitely more of the do as I say, not as I do bullshit. So originally, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation had given this company $4.5 million to develop this microchip. And it was supposed to actually be in preclinical trials years ago and out on the shelves by 2018. But that has not happened. So as of now, that $4.5 million grant has actually stretched out to $17.9 million in funding to date. So obviously they got a couple of hiccups in the clinical trials but that's not going to stop Mr. fucking Bill Gates. He's just going to pour more of his billions into this. He's like going after this fucking sterilization of women, the, I don't know, causing some fertility issues in women. Anybody with half a brain is not going to let this motherfucker near their reproductive organs. Can't he just like go fucking be a billionaire and like buy a yacht and get the fuck out of here and try to stop meddling in everyone's reproductive health? Who the fuck does this guy think he is? And so if you guys don't know, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has a long history of advocating for population control, particularly in developing countries. I don't know why no one's after him for being a racist. According to the foundation's website, it is apparently a problem that less than 20% of women in sub-Sahara Africa use modern contraceptives. They go on to list the purported benefits of sterilizing large swathes of African women, 
which apparently include, for every dollar spent on family planning, saving governments up to $6 that can be spent on improving health, housing, water sanitation, other public services. Like, who the fuck is he? He is not an elected official. He's just some motherfucker that is a billionaire. And he's getting his grubby little fucking nose into African reproductive health issues. Who the fuck is he to say who should have children, who should have how many children, and why is he so focused on these African women? I mean, I get there's super poverty over there, but he needs to fucking bud out of this reproductive health. It just comes off as sinister as fuck, especially after all of his little TED Talks about depopulating the world. So as of right now, like I said, it is still in clinical trials and has not been FDA approved. Hmm. Makes me wonder. Speaking of reproductive health, California actually has a horrible track record of forced sterilization. Beginning in 1909 and continuing for 70 years, California led the country in the number of sterilization procedures performed on men and women without their full knowledge and consent. Approximately 20,000 sterilizations took place in state institutions, compromising one-third of the total number performed in 32 states where such actions were legal. There is today one state, wrote Hitler, in which at least weak beginnings towards a better conception of citizenship are noticeable. Of course, it is not our model, German Republic, but the United States. So according to Alex Stern, who wrote a book called Eugenic Nation, Faults and Frontiers of Better Breeding in America, he said, in the early 20th century across the country, medical superintendents, legislators, social reformers affiliated with emerging eugenics movement joined forces to put sterilization laws on the books. Such legislation was motivated by crude theories of human heredity that the wholesale inheritance of traits associated with the panoply of fear conditions such as criminality, feeble-mindedness, and sexual deviance. Many sterilization advocates viewed reproductive surgery as a necessary public health intervention that would protect society from deleterious genes and the social economic cost of managing the degenerate stock. It's like, who gave these motherfuckers the idea that they get to choose who is worthy and who is not worthy of reproducing? And more recently, California prisons are said to have authorized 150 female inmates between 2006 and 2010. The state paid doctors $147,500 to perform tubal ligations that former inmates say were done under coercion. California is far from being the only state with a troubled track record like that. So let's go down this disturbing history lesson lane. So coming in for the southern states, they had what was called the Mississippi appendectomies, which was another name for unnecessary hysterectomies, performed at teaching hospitals in the south on women of color as practice for medical students. It's fucking disgusting. In North Carolina's eugenics program, 
including stories from victims of forced sterilization. A third of the sterilizations were done on girls under 18. Even as young as nine years old, you guys. What the actual fuck? Basically, the state had targeted these individuals and called them delinquent or unwholesome. And that's all you had to be basically classified as. And they thought they had the right to go in and rip out your fucking uterus. How disgusting. One story coming out of North Carolina is of Willis Lynch, who was sterilized at the age of 14 while living in a North Carolina juvenile detention facility. Now, there were also massive forced sterilizations of Native Americans, which persisted into the 1970s and 80s, with examples of young women receiving tubal ligations when they were getting appendectomies. It's estimated that as many as 25 to 50 percent of Native American women were sterilized between 1970 and 1976. Puerto Rico also had these programs. So they were like all fucking over. They had Mexican-American women sterilized in L.A. They would do these sterilization procedures right after giving birth. And they actually went to court over this shit. So if you go and check out a movie called Nomas Bibis, it basically follows the story of a Mexican-American woman who was sterilized under duress, actually while giving birth. There was a court case, Buck versus Bell, in 1927, where Carrie Buck, who was a poor white woman, was the first person to be sterilized in Virginia under a new law. Carrie's mother had been involuntarily institutionalized for being feeble-minded and promiscuous. So Carrie was assumed to have inherited these traits, and she was sterilized after giving birth. Fucking insane. The Supreme Court case led to the sterilization of 65,000 Americans with mental illness or developmental disabilities from the 1920s to the 1970s. So, you guys, this isn't like in some way distant fucking 200-year corner. This is, you know, the last 40 years. It was in the 2000s when the prisoners were being sterilized. This shit, if you look into it, you can find case after case where these motherfuckers came in and thought they could choose. They get to pick and choose who gets to have children or not. It, it just literally blows my mind that for 70 years, 100 years, they were allowed to get away with this. There's a story of two poor black women from Alabama who were sterilized at the age of 14 and 12. Their mother, who was illiterate, had signed an X on a piece of paper she believed gave permission for her daughters who were both mentally disabled, to receive birth control shots. In 1974, the Southern Poverty Law Center filed a lawsuit on the behalf of the Ralph sisters, revealing that 100,000 to 150,000 poor people were being sterilized each year under federally funded programs, you guys. It's like the government and women have a serious issue with reproductive health. The government has no business near my vagina or my uterus or anything like that. It's just so fucking presumptuous that they think they have this right. It's like, how many times do we got to go to court to tell these motherfuckers that they don't have the right to do this to women? It's like the concept of reproductive justice, which is firmly rooted in human rights framework that supports the ability of all women to make and direct their own reproductive decisions. These decisions could include obtaining contraception, abortion, sterilization, and or maternity care. 
accompanying that the right is the obligation of the government and the larger society to create laws, policies, and systems to conducive to supporting these decisions. So basically, it just seems like if you were a minority, if you were poor, if you were what they considered not a moral woman, then it seems like that, they thought, gave them the right to come after your uterus. So if you want to see a documentary about this, it's called Belly of the Beast, and it's talking about the more recent, which are equally crazy, stories of forced sterilizations. And this all takes place in women's prisons. So as the women who investigated these cases discover, despite it being nearly 40 years after being banned, Forced sterilization continued for decades in women's prisons, shielded by prison officials and doctors inside the correctional system. First of all, I don't like doctors. Not all doctors. It's a general statement. I've worked with these motherfuckers long enough to know that they either have a fucking god complex, they're not that intelligent, they're just really good at memorizing shit, but it just seems like over the last year and a half... So many medical professionals have thrown their Hippocratic oath out the fucking window in the name of the coronavirus and making money, federal dollars, all of that shit. And if you look into the history of the doctors infecting, you know, the Tuskegee experiments where they were infecting African-Americans with syphilis and just letting the disease progress. And now all these forced sterilizations that have happened over the last hundred years. It's like these doctors and scientists are fucking dangerous. I keep saying this, but in World War II, it was the fucking doctors and scientists that got hung after the Nuremberg trials. And right now, as we speak, the Nuremberg trials of 2021 are going on that are trying to prosecute all these doctors that lied about the coronavirus and cost maybe millions of people's lives. So next time you go to the doctor, don't just take everything they say as gospel. You need to look into it for yourself, just like I tell you with everything. Just saying, especially with doctors, don't trust just one. Get more opinions and inform yourself of what's going on. Because these motherfuckers are not God. They are not all-knowing. They certainly have agendas, and they're definitely getting kickbacks from Big Pharma. And as we all know, Big Pharma is greed Big Pharma just wants money. They don't give a fuck about human health. How many times have we seen them getting sued because they rushed some drug out to the market and like 10 years later we're discovering it's fucking killing people? So just be really, really wary. Look at, you know, be informed yourself. That's all I can say about that. Uh, you know, and that's my experience with working with doctors since like 2004. Don't fucking just trust their word. Double check that shit. And speaking of forced sterilizations, the World Health Organization was actually caught using vaccines to secretly sterilize women in Africa. Apparently, what was happening is two UN organizations, the WHO and UNICEF, were caught red-fucking-handed administering tetanus vaccines laced with sterilizing agents to girls and women in Kenya. So apparently there is a well-coordinated international program to use these vaccines to secretly sterilize women in poor countries all over the planet. And there's always been like whispers of this kind of stuff coming out from, you know, South America and Africa. But this seems to be one of the largest cases. Millions of girls and women were sterilized 
And according to a statement released Tuesday by the Kenyan Catholic Doctors Association, the organization found an antigen that causes miscarriages in a vaccine being administered to 2.3 million girls and women by the World Health Organization and UNICEF. They sent six samples from around Kenya to laboratories in South Africa. They tested positive for the HCG antigen. HCG is a chemical developed by the World Health Organization for sterilization purposes. What happens is when it's injected into the body of a young woman, it causes a pregnancy to be destroyed by the body's own antibody response to the HCG, which then results in a spontaneous abortion. Its effectiveness lasts for years, causing abortions in women up to three years after this injection. Now, I'm wondering if that kind of shit is going to go on with this Kabobo shot. I don't know. I've already seen these reports of Chinese milk manufacturers talking about how they're going to have to like prepare for a downward turn in purchases of their product because they believe the fertility rates are about to plummet after all of these fact, quote unquote vaccinations. So the United Nations are under fire at this point for releasing a deeply controversial report claiming that the African population of Kenya is too large and growing too quickly to deal with the supposed challenge, as the UN and its partners in the national government put it. International bureaucrats are demanding stepped-up efforts to brainwash Kenyan women into wanting fewer children. It's all about fucking money. That's all this bullshit's always about. Bottom line, money. And it's basically eugenics, because I guarantee you these are poor women. These are not rich women. These are not connected women. It's fucking ridiculous. Back in the 1990s, they did have similar sterilization campaigns using tetanus vaccines that were being conducted in Nicaragua, Mexico, and the Philippines. So here are some of the facts about the tetanus vaccine campaign in Mexico and the Philippines. Only women are vaccinated and only women between the ages of 15 and 45. In Nicaragua, the age range was 12 to 49. And like I keep saying, it was done without these women's consent. They had no fucking idea. Can you imagine if somebody did that to you? I don't even know what the fuck I would do, but it would probably involve a lot of blood and pain. So, before I run out of here today... I want to tell you guys about this story. Actually, I posted it up on the Instagram, but apparently on June 27th, some fucking transgender motherfucker is at this spa. The spa is called We Spa, like W-I Spa. So this motherfucker goes into the female bathroom and exposed his penis when there was little girls present. So check this out. A woman that basically witnessed the whole thing, went up to some of the employees and were trying to explain basically what happened. And you know, there's a video on YouTube, go to We Spa Transsexual. And that's the thing right there. Like a lot of news stations are trying to make it out like this woman's anti-transsexual. This is like some fucking bigot woman. No, it has nothing to do with that. This woman's fucking in the female locker room, okay? And this transsexual motherfucker comes in there with dick and balls out with a bunch of women, a bunch of girls that are underage, just fucking swinging away, not gonna care in the world. And it's like, okay, fine, whatever. If you really have to use the women's bathroom because you fucking think you're a woman, 
have some fucking discretion, especially if there's children present. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? It's like straight up motherfuckers defending pedophilia. That's how I feel like if some fucking motherfucker comes into a bathroom and I see his penis, like, come on. So basically this woman goes out and she tells the employees what has just happened and they're basically defending him. And then some guy decides he's got to get involved in it, puts his stupid little nose and, you know, trying to tell this woman she's an anti-transsexual person when it, like anybody with a half a brain can see that this is not about being anti-transsexual. This is about children and women being in a bathroom and a transsexual male to female comes in there and just lets this fucking dick and balls hang out. I'm sorry. That's fucking lewd. No one wants to see that shit. But yeah, go check out the video. This woman got a lot of hate for it, but she stood up for what she believed in. And I think that's fucking good. More people need to do that. Maybe if that happened, we wouldn't have such ridiculous laws that allow men that think they're women to come into the women's bathroom. It's fucking disgusting. Like, who the fuck wants to see that shit? Ew. I literally have no problem with transsexual people, gay people. I have no problem with any group of people. I just have a problem with stupid people and people that have no common sense and that are inconsiderate. So apparently, Saturday, there's actually going to be a protest outside of the Wii Spa, and that's in L.A., so let me give you some information for any of you motherfuckers out there in L.A. that would like to attend the anti-pedo protest. So it's Saturday, July 3rd, starts at 11 a.m. at Wee Spa, which is at 2700 Wilshire Boulevard in Los Angeles. So on this little advertisement, it says, Wee Spa is allowing men who say they're women to use the women's spa and show their genitals to little girls Women are being traumatized, and we Spa is promoting this sexual trauma. So, yeah, like I said, go onto YouTube, search for the We Spa Transsexual, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. You'll have to kind of sift through it, because there's all these, like, news segments talking about this woman in, like, a terrible light, trying to act like she's just a fucking bigot, and that's so not the case. I, like, would probably react in a similar fashion if some man walked into the women's bathroom and showed his dick when there's a bunch of little girls in there. Fuck that shit. Yeah. So, you guys, <laughs> my rants for the fucking week are done. I just have to say happy birthday to my lovely boyfriend. It's his birthday on the 3rd. Happy birthday, babe. I love you. He's actually going out to Texas. He's going to party like it's 1999, hang out with some family, that kind of fun stuff. So, yeah, happy birthday, babe. So that's about all for this week. I'd just like to give you a little friendly reminder to be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.